Level up! And welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 59. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week we're talking about the 2006 prequel to a remake, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning. <laughs> so deep. The prequel... No, the re... What is it? It's a prequel, prequel of a remake. Of a remake. I should pull up the information on who directed this and all that shit. Mm. Jonathan Liebsman, written by Sheldon Turner. Sheldon. Write me big Sheldon. Sheldon. Uh, that's not important, though. What's important is that this, this movie's is... trash. Yes. But this is the prequel... To the 2003 Platinum Dunes remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Platinum Dunes, your favorite. They're a fucking garbage company. Uh, <laughs> I think the, Chainsaw... screen, the screenwriter of this did write the Amityville. That was our fourth episode we did on the Amityville horror remake. The we had a long argument about Platinum Dunes, of this and I think the screenwriter of this wrote that. Also wrote Up in the Air, I no, believe. No, he did not. I believe so. A fantastic film? There's yeah. absolutely no way. He won a Golden Globe for it. No, he... What? Yeah, I mean, he wrote it with Jason Raymond, but... Okay, well, we all know who the, was carrying the bulk of that movie then. Now we know for sure. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a 1974 film by Tobe Hooper, and it's a honest-to-goodness masterpiece. Classic, It's yeah. one of my favorite horror films of all time. I think that... I don't really want to spend this whole episode talking about how good it is, because that's... Not the movie we're talking about. Unfortunately. But I truly love it. It is a, a low-budget art house film that is not often enough recognized as such in pop culture. No, but all... I mean, basically, like, all of those movies that were surrounding Friday the 13th are culturally thought of to be like Friday the 13th, like, just kind of silly teenage slashers. But movies like this and Halloween yeah. are not that, but they absolutely have the reputation that they are. I think, to dive down deeper into this, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, The I would not group this as much with the Friday the 13th stuff, because this is 1974. I wouldn't so, either, but I'm telling you that culturally they are. Like, people who don't know that much about horror, like, today, talk about all 70s horror movies together? Yeah. Okay. I think this is more of a piece with Wes Craven's Last House on the Left, which yeah, we'll talk about later. Yeah, but that's you. Okay. <laughs> that's why people listen to this podcast, to hear my opinions, not... I'm not saying your opinions are invalid. I'm just saying that they're not uh, universal. R.I.P. Tobe Hooper. Yeah. Um, this is... I don't... I, the Roulette gave us this. Oh, thank you, Roulette. I have seen the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, but I don't remember it at all. I gave it, I believe, one and a half stars on Letterboxd, which is the only record I have that I watched it, because uh, I could not tell you... I think it has Jessica Beale in it. It does. Um... But I, I, it blurs together with me with all these other shitty Platinum Dudes remakes, like the Friday the 13th one and the Amityville Horror one. Oh, Friday the 13th is a masterpiece. Okay, all these cool. ones that I really don't like. <laughs> In my mind, they all blend together. This, unfortunately, doesn't really do anything to break away from that in either direction. I'm sure this is worse than the original Texas Chainsaw remake. But yeah. when, I, when I think of, like, shitty like, early 2000s horror movies. We talked about them on the podcast, about low-budget, shitty gore-fests that mm -hmm. a million people went and saw. Mm -hmm. This is the epitome of that. It is, it is. And it's absolutely that, like, terrible... I mean, we still see it in horror movies now, but just the worst kind of, like, grimdark shit. 
of just like, I know immediately that, this, that the movie's going to do this to me when the title sequence is just like blood and hooks and uh, like people scratching out their childhood photos. You know, what I'm, you know what I mean? We've all seen that exact title sequence of just like blood fest and it's just awful. There is a, bear with me here, there is a video game called Trivia Murder Party that is a part of a collection of games under the Jackbox brand mm-hmm. whose opening credits are, I think, a, a pitch-perfect parody yes. of what you're talking about here, yes. which is all of the, like, un, like a woman screams as you see, yeah. like, nasty Chains stuff Chains are, yeah. like, falling from the ceiling, covered it, like, with pieces of meat on them. Like, it's just, it's actually the same kind of feel as, like, the Hellraiser uh, remakes that we've seen. Because we've only seen one. It's just like that. It's like Hellraiser Revelations. Hellraiser Revelations. When it's just... I mean, it's actually not even that unlike the original Hellraiser, but that has a different piece in history. I think you specifically... We should have a conversation about meat hooks. I, I don't think like you, hooks. You really, really dislike meat hooks. <laughs> I don't like them. I think they... I, I don't like them. <laughs> I, don't like, I, I was, think that's okay. I was about to say, try to explain why, and I don't feel like I need to. No, I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> I think that the meat hook scene in the 1974 Texas Chainsaw is, like, gruesome to the point of... I mean, it looms large over everything that came after, because even the slasher movies that came after aren't, like, as gory as that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're talking about, like, again, in conversation with, like, Jalo films, like Argento of or, or Herschel Gordon-Lewis, like, uh, of the 70s that didn't make their way into pop culture the way that Texas Chainsaw did, the way mm-hmm. that, like, Leatherface is so iconic. Yes. And I think that's why it's so jarring. Whereas, like, again, in that context, in 2006 or in 2019 when we're watching this, it just feels so played out to just, like, the splatter gore it's and easy, the, like, yeah. Meat. I mean, like, I guess, for me, I don't love it in the 70s either. Like, sure. what is, what's that genre called? They talk about it in Juno, that's how I always remember it. Uh, like splatter, they they talk about Jello films. That's what they're talking about in okay, Juno. Is, is it splatter gore? Herschel Gordon Lewis and yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not my shit either. So like, I think even if this was a good movie, I wouldn't love it. I I think I like uh, Texas Chainsaw because it was not what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like this is exactly this, and I assume the the um, I was gonna say the original, the remake of of which this is the the two thousand three one, two thousand three remake. Um, Follows more the, like, uh, uh, slasher um, tropes that we have come to see and make fun of. Yeah. Of, like, they're in the car and they go to a creepy gas station and, like, all right. of that that, you know, we've seen parodied. Um, I don't remember Texas Chainsaw being that cut and dry. No, it's it's much more... It has a lot of room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Again, I could talk for hours about Texas Chainsaw. I think it's really... It's also so well shot. And this, on the other hand, is, like all in sepia tone. It is. And there's a lot of really bad slow-mo. Yeah. Like, uh, just, just where, you know, we've talked about it before, but just turning the frame rate, like, just slightly off, so everything's just sort of like, buh, 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 buh. It's, it's just so, bad. so stupid. It looks awful. So, again, this is a prequel. I don't know, does it have anything to do with the, the remake? Like, does it actually yes. tie in? Let me tell you. <laughs> You've seen it. I haven't, but I did read a Wikipedia synopsis. And there were two things specifically that this movie that we're talking about now, the the coal in the beginning, um, were trying to like at the audience, like, oh, you see what we did there? Because in the 
remake, the 2003, uh, the, there's a sheriff who's Sheriff Hoyt. Mm-hmm. That's his name and the whole thing. Like, that's just, he's the sheriff. And then, like, the very first thing that happens in this movie is that um, Leatherface's dad kills Sheriff Hoyt and becomes Sheriff Hoyt. So the idea is that if you've seen the remake, you're like, that's the sheriff. But then it's like, no, it's not, you idiots. He killed the sheriff and is impersonating him. So you were the dummy all along. Uh, (laughs) Is it the same actor? It is the same actor. I think it's also the same actor playing, like, most of the other characters. Oh. Like, the same actor plays, I think, the sheriff Hoyt slash the dad, the mom, um, the the, is it his uncle? I think it's his brother, who he ends up... um, hobbling in this movie yeah uh and um i think the the tea lady is what they call her she's the one who's like having right like lunch with um or i guess probably tea with the mom she's in the original original she's in the remake as well well i bring up the hoyt the fake hoyt character because it is the actor is arlie ermy who is in a bunch of things he's probably most famous mm-hmm. he's the drill sergeant in full metal jacket Mm-hmm. The Stanley Kubrick movie. Uh, he's actually also, he was like a Marine drill sergeant. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. That's really funny. I think he's the the standout acting performance in this movie. Yeah. It's fairly one note. He's supposed to be just this like loud, creepy, sort of like overbearing yeah. father figure. No but issue with like murdering people kind it's of left good. and right. It's a good performance. I think the woman who plays the mother also is pretty good too. I think that she has this, like, she's creepy in her own way of, like, she's not murdering anybody, but she's also not stopping anybody murdering anybody. And she's got this kind of funny little attitude. She's kind of, like, southern white trash attitude about her, where, like, one of them will do, like, her husband will literally, like, cut his brother's legs off. And she'll be like, oh, Hoyt, why would you do a thing like that? Like... She's not happy about it, but she's certainly not overreacting. Right. She's super... It's just... It was an interesting... That's always an interesting thing to play with in these kinds of, like, horrifying families. Even though that's not my thing at all. Yeah. I just realized we haven't talked about the plot of this movie. There isn't much of it one. It isn't one. I just said... I told you. It's the the teens. Yeah. They... Uh, I mean, one, this movie takes place in 1969. Uh, Apparently, it's like three years before the remake. The remake, Which, yeah, again, was, means yeah, nothing to um, us, but... but... so, like, besides the fact that these children are on their way... To Vietnam. To Vietnam. <laughs> they're not driving to Vietnam. Two of them are going they're, to Mexico. They kind of are. They sort of are. They're on a long road to Vietnam. Uh, two of them are gonna... One of them's gonna ditch and go to uh, Mexico with his girlfriend, and the other one, who's Matt Bomer, is going to, like, go Matt to Vietnam. Matt Bomer's in this movie, by the way. We for should talk about that. For his brother, there's a weird whole side plot where he's like, I'm going to Vietnam for you. And his brother's like, I didn't know you were gonna go to Vietnam for me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you're not. It's just... It was so weird. But other than the fact that they're talking about Vietnam basically the whole time, this movie has nothing to do with 1969. Like... This movie does absolutely no work to earn being set in 1969 besides talking about Vietnam. Like, there were specific fashion styles in 1969 and makeup and hair. And the girl, who is like the main girl, she looks like an actress from 2003. Yeah. Or 2006, I guess, when this this movie's from. Like, everything about her, her clothes, all of it is from 2006. And it is insulting to me and to costume design, production design. I was just very frustrated by it. I'm just going to get that out there. I fully agree. 
I actually, not to sidetrack here, but that actually launches into probably the number one thing that I think... I mean, this is a bad movie and we can just dunk on it, but I don't really have a lot of funny ways to dunk on it. It's just kind of dumb and passe. But what I think really sucks about it is that it's so soulless. And Mm -hmm. I think part of what you're getting at is that like it's using 1969 as a prop, whereas when I think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre (laughs) uh, or Wes Craven's Last House on the Left, like they are movies about senseless violence and confusion for really no reason, which this is also doing, but it is so much in response to the senseless violence and confusion of... Of the time. Of Vietnam. Yeah. And of... I mean, specifically, there's a... One of the things that I think this is trying to do is, at the very end, there's a voiceover about how this family killed however many people over such mm-hmm. a year span. And the voiceover. Obviously, it's, it's not true. It's for dramatic effect. And it's really corny and shitty, but... It's the same based on a true story lie that Tobe Hooper uses in the original mm-hmm. movie. As he says, it's based on a true story, which apparently was like a thing that people talked about and like helped contribute to popularity. And he he said that part of the reason that he did that, that he wanted to sell it that way, is his feeling that the government was lying to us and that young people had no idea what was true and what was not. Mm. And it was his sort of... Uh, commentary i guess on not being able to trust media and like the way that narratives about death and destruction for example vietnam for example watergate which had just happened yeah like that's really interesting yeah i think it really is i I think about that uh sometimes with horror movies that say based on a true story um especially ones that are about like serial killers or that sort of thing because i'm never gonna look it up because even if uh, Texas Chainsaw was not based on a specific yeah. serial killer family or whatever. They were out there doing that in the 60s, 70s, and yeah. 80s. Like Those times were so muddled with serial killing and spree killing that, like, who's to say? Like, it was a horrifying, out-of-control time where we saw, like, some of the worst of humanity. So, like, I don't, it, it, it's very, it's a similar thought. Like, I just don't know that it matters all the time. Like, if this was based on a specific true story, it's just about, like, the uh, the senseless violence of that time that happened a lot. Well, especially thinking about watching it, again, we are watching it as, a, you know, two generations past when they were made or when they were being seen in theaters. But of the time, the idea of, and Wes Craven's Last House on the Left, I think, doesn't have the... A positive pop culture uh, reputation that Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw does. It's seen as like a pretty grimy and and exploitative um, rape revenge movie. I don't think it's that way because I think that it is. I specifically think it's brilliant because it is this weird pop culture commentary. <laughs> we are not here to talk about Last House on the Left and your love for it, but thank you. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> it's doing the same thing that I think the Texas Chainsaw is in that it is trying to. It's presenting a, a, a extreme amount of, of gore and violence totally desensitized because it reflects really, like, specifically not just uh, the disillusionment, but, like, a political mood of the time. Yeah. Uh, this has none of that going for it. No. Like, if this wanted to tell a story, for example, about, I don't know, 9-11 and feeling hopeless that about foreign violence, which is a sh- the shit that Michael Bay is super into. Yeah. It's, like, extremely xenophobic, like... Stuff like that. Right. It doesn't even have anything to say about that. We can't even criticize it for that. It's just soulless. Yeah, it's, it's just not saying empty. anything. It's going through the motions. I mean, it, not, if yeah. anything, it's it's un, it's obnoxious about like 
this is the other thing that made me resent it, it being set in this time period, was it sort of felt like just an excuse to use slurs. Yeah. Uh, they use the R slur like a hundred times, and they also use a slur for Vietnamese people. And it was like, awesome. This Our is protagonists so... do, by the yes, way. Yes, no, not in a like, oh, that's clues are clearly the bad guys. Everyone does it. In a way where like, whenever, you know, white men make things like this, and it's like, oh, we're just trying to be true to the time. And it's like, no, you just wrote this in a time period when you would be allowed to say these things. And that's horrifying. So, no. Zero stars. I don't even think this does as much with... Again, I can't help but compare this to the original because I don't remember the remake and it's trying to build out of this universe. I think the original does a, has a really interesting moment, the dinner table scene that's kind of recreated here, of you realizing that like Leatherface is a product of this crazy family yes. and that this insane family is really the like villains here. It's not a man in a mask. It's the insanity yeah. of yeah. a mundane Texas family who yeah. have gone crazy. I think this is so... I don't know, maybe it's that, like, it's, it's, there's a long history of, like, crazy, like, uh, rural families in the horror movies that, like, it feels so rote at this point. Yeah, I mean, I did write in my notes about how, like, this is just a take on the gruesome forest people that I have discussed in yes. podcasts past. Now they're just gruesome hill people, which, um... Like the hills have eyes. Like the hills have eyes, which, of course, the original I have seen, and I don't, like, love, but I respect it. And then the remake uh, haunted me for years after I watched it. Like, I'm not kidding. I was so upset by it um, because it feels like violence and um, not just violence, but what we talk about a lot on this podcast of like um, twisting people's features in order to be horrifying, like right. making you fear um, people with, what am I trying to say here? Deformity, facial Defor yeah, yeah, facial deformities and being like, they're the other, we should fear them, they're monsters when an actual, I mean, like that leads to people with facial deformities being, you know, othered by our society, so. I think Wes Craven's Hills Have Eyes is about more than that, but. No, no, that's what I'm saying, the remake is like that. Oh, okay. No, no, I wasn't talking about his, I was, about, I was talking about the remake. That we're talking about with yes. this other Platinum yes. stuff. Yeah. Uh, st where it doesn't feel purposeful, it feels um, othering and senseless. And I think that that is, I think that, uh, this is also othering about Leatherface. It's 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 trying right. to say that he's like a monster for the, but it, that he's othered by society, and that's why he is this way. That that people who get othered by society just want to murder everybody, and it just it's making him a victim, and then turning him into the killer, and it just doesn't it just doesn't work at all for me. We should, we should also mention that like who is asking for what this movie is is it's it's just like an origin story like yeah if it, it literally begins with the birth of leatherface on like a slaughterhouse floor yeah and then he gets put in a dumpster and then he gets like carried Rescued away by his family yeah. like there who, is actually a moment i wrote this down it was actually my favorite moment in the whole movie when leatherface is like working at the slaughterhouse because he like grows up there then he's like working there all the time loves it loves to cut up the meat and they're like Leatherface, where you know, we're we're shutting it down. Get out of here! And then he like sees a chainsaw, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> like love hearts start appearing everywhere. He like caresses the chainsaw, and I was like, what? Why? Who's like? I wonder how Leatherface fell in love with his chainsaw. Were you ever wondering that when you watched uh, of course, Texas yeah, Chainsaw Massacre? Like, know. God, how did he figure out that a chainsaw was the one weapon he wanted to... Like, shut up. They also, so show, they also show him getting his, like, wearing a skin mask. 
Right. Like, because for most of it, he's just wearing something over his face. Uh, like right, a, right, like right. a bandana. But no, like, we see him cut it's off like, someone's oh, face and put it on his face. I should put this on my face. And we're like, leather face, you always do that? <sighs> so stupid. <laughs> there is a lot. that That is what this movie is at its core, is trying to make you go, oh, leather face, I get it. But it's like, who? Nobody asked for that. Nope. And nobody watched the remake and was like, I wonder how we I got really want to, like, see the prequel to this. I think that's... That's a problem with not just 21st century horror, but I think it's gotten worse is big production companies being like, our movie made a lot of money. And by the way, this movie, the beginning, made a ton of money. I believe it. Uh, And be like, we need to tell the origin story because that's what people want to know. But I don't think that's true of anyone I've ever talked to. But that's the story that they want told. I don't like... It's usually because like... Maybe the villain dies at the end or, like, the the situation is wrapped up in some way. Yeah, we, we need to go before. Well, I think what it also leads to, it's very frustrating, is another th- the other thing that I was going to tell you that happens in the remake leading to something that happens in the, in the prequel um, is that uh, th- Tommy, is that his name? That is the... Leatherface's name is Tommy. No, no, no. So then the other guy. It's Tommy and Hoyt. And who is the other man who gets his legs cut off in this movie? I don't remember. Um, the, he's, I think he's the brother. I think he's someone's brother. Um, he's an old man. And in the remake, he shows up. He's the one who like answers the door for the teens and he doesn't have legs. At the murder house? Yes. But like, again, in, in the remake, he shows up and he's already like, obviously he doesn't, he's an amputee. And, uh, so then this movie was like, how do we make him an amputee? And it led to a very stupid scene where Hoyt just cuts off his legs. There's no reason for it. Like, ostensibly, he's he's been hurt in the leg, and he's just like, I'm going to cut off your leg now because this is the only way to save you from, I don't know, like, getting stabbed in the leg. And then he cuts off the other leg, and his wife's like, why did you do that? And he's like, balance. And it's like, you didn't even have a creative reason no. to make him an amputee. You're just, you just need there to be some fun and goofy lead into that. So you did something stupid, and you wrote a bad... It's just... Ugh. It's the stupidest reason to write a prequel. It's so bad. I'm so upset about it. I don't really have pretty much anything else to say other than I think Matt Bomer is kind of hot in this movie. Yeah. But I think he's just a pretty man. He's hot. Always, yeah. Yeah. He's in the pool when you first see him. So, like, you know, there's that. He's in the pool saying racial slurs. But he is. Yes. He is. Just mute it. <laughs> mute it. Oh my god, no. He's also shirtless later on in the movie. Don't watch so. this. There are so oh, many no, 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 better no ways question. to see yeah. hot Matt Bomer. Like Magic Mike XXL, a very uh, underseen movie that is my favorite Matt Sponsored Bomer Sponsored by <laughs> Magic Mike XXL. When are we getting the third one? That's what I want to know. Magic Mike. Triple X. Triple X, yeah. Because that's how numbering works. That's how it is, and, and it actually would be a great uh, third and like a great name for the third movie in that trilogy. Call us. I mean, uh, we've got ideas, clearly. Are you ready to needlessly cut this thing's legs off? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I was just thinking about all the things he does with the chainsaw in this movie, and I started getting Far upset. too many. Far so, too many. we're not going to roll the roulette. We're not. Partially because we need to update it. Yeah. But also because it's about time that we had our good friend James Skosky back on. Yay, James! To talk about Cult of Chucky which is the sequel to a movie we've done for the podcast before, Curse of Chucky. Curse of Chucky. They're different movies. This is the newest one, also Mm -hmm. on Netflix. And James is very enthusiastic to share it with us. Neither of us have seen it yet. No. 
But we liked Curse of Chucky. Yeah. Fans of the Chucky franchise. Yeah, so for sure. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Jump right in. Until then, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at Now Screaming. Share the podcast with your friends. Don't share Texas Chainsaw remakes with no. your friends. But rate us on iTunes. Yeah, please do. Take the time that you would spend watching, watching this movie. This movie. <laughs> yeah. To write a, a hour and a half long review <laughs> of our podcast. Please do. Thank you, as always, to Wes Craven for making The Last House on the Left, a movie that I love. <laughs> and also The Hills Have Eyes. Those are the two times we referenced him this episode. Yeah, we've done it several times. We've already talked about Wes Craven more on this episode than we do on most, so... True. He, we already pre-thanked him. Thanks for really tapping into the uh, inherent confusion and violence of the early 1970s, Wes. It's good stuff. It's not a good time period. No. All right. Until next time, everybody. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.